What is up, dude and dudettes? Welcome to Steep in the Stoke podcast, where we extract the goods from the grinds. Yeah, dude. Johnny. Nice intro. Dude, First what's try. Up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> dude, I think that needs to be a much more regular thing. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty solid. Thanks, guys. Dude, it's great to be with you guys. Dude, it's it seems so like good. it's been a I long know. time. Yeah. It's, it's good so seeing sweet. you guys' faces. It's been a bit. Dude, we've kind of had we've had crazy lives. We've been doing um I mean, it seemed like we would not be doing anything, but I guess we we have been doing things. Yeah, it's big been big changes, big new things for some of us. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. Yeah. Dude, give us a rundown. Let's go. Let's go around. Noah, what have what have you been up to? Dude, yeah, Noah's got he he had something big going on. Yeah, dude. What so happened, Noah? This last weekend I just moved out. Um so I moved into a house with four other dudes, so there's five of us. And we each get our own room, which who'd, is super nice. Who'd you move in with? So I moved in with Caleb Watts. So Ooh. that's Logan's cousin. Ooh. He'll probably pop on here sooner or later. Someday. Travis Weihauser, who is, is a guy. The he's dude. he's the man. He's the dude. And I got Joel Horning and Garrett Voss, who are also pretty cool dudes. Joel Little. fixes my car and Garrett keeps us safe on the mountain. Yeah, yeah. So we just moved out last weekend, and guys, moving out this is kind of the worst. There's so much stuff. I'm like, why do I have this? But it's just it's it's a great reminder to pare all your crap down. I yeah, it was a process. It was awesome. a process, yeah. but it was good. Um, we yeah, just finished moving. I got everything in on Sunday. Um, so kind of a big change. I moved out of my parents' house like a few years ago, and I was living with this one couple that owned a house. Um, shout out to the Chapmans. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Nice. But I lived in their house, and then this is kind of my first house without any adult supervision <laughs> so excited it'll be fun mm-hmm. that's sick dude i'm trying to think what did what did i have going on this last weekend i went backpacking again again, again. isn't that sweet that's Packing been a couple times this uh this summer just getting to go go up in the mountains uh this time went with kobe kim who was on here for the coffee podcast oh, we kobe. what kobe. a guy yeah he's so sweet we love you kobe we were, he's about to go down um, back to college at the Masters University. Oh, yeah. Anyway, nice. He came and he was like, "Dude, I want to do uh, a backpacking trip," and we planned one and we made it happen. And Caleb Watts and Daniel Watts came along with us, and it was a good time. Where, where'd, where'd you guys go, Logan? We went um, kind of near <laughs> undisclosed <laughs> waters, undisclosed <laughs> location. Don't tell everyone because then they all go. No, this one, this one's fun. It was um. Pretty close to Stevens Pass, um, we hiked along the Pacific Crest Trail for a while and went off nice. to some to, to some lakes up up near in there, and it was pretty. We had an awesome sunset. Um, the you'd think it is not a downside, but when there's no wind and there's no when it's really warm out and there's no wind, that's a perfect recipe for mosquitoes. Ooh, and so we dealt with a good amount of mosquitoes, but at the end of the day, it was it was such a sweet time. That's pretty high. So, yeah, we got some good pictures, hung out in Leavenworth. It was fun. We swam in Ice School Creek, too, and that was just the best. Ooh. So, Daniel. yeah. Daniel, what's new, bro? Dude. What you got going on? Yeah, so I, um, past two weeks, I have been hanging out with my family on vacation. So two weeks ago, we were in Coeur d'Alene with my dad's family. Super awesome time, fishing, right. camping, just hanging out. This last week, we were in Bozeman, Montana, with my mom's family, um, hanging out, fishing. Um, one of the days, my, um, me and my sister and my mom and my brothers, we went... Uh, we went shooting with my uncle who... Yeah, I saw some of those videos. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sick. Steady no, cow go boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we shot 22s, and then we did some skeet shooting. We shot uh, clay pigeons. Nice. And it was, oh my gosh, you guys, it was so much fun. It made me want to go buy a shotgun and a flinger and a bunch of clay pigeons and just have fun because it's the best. 
Um, my little sister is really good at Aaron. Shout out, Aaron. You know, nice. you know how good you were. There's <laughs> there's some footage. Um, That's nice. sick. But yeah, uh, one of the other things too is I um, someone was telling me about this show. I watched it when I was driving over to Bozeman, called the or not a show. It's just a movie, movie. called The American Gospel okay. that is on Netflix. Um, I think Jared Milken mentioned it a few weeks ago at Doxa. Um, but I watched it and it's incredible. It's like really good. It's on Netflix. Um, everyone should go and watch it because it's such a clear um, picture of what the gospel should look like. Um, and then ways that uh, people in America have distorted it, especially people following men, um, following cults, following women who are sharing the health, wealth, prosperity gospel. Um, and that, I mean, that kind of leads us into the the topic of our uh yeah, podcast dude. tonight of like what is the what is a cult why is it dangerous um and oftentimes uh the reality and the the danger of, of following a man as opposed to following the god man jesus so jesus yeah let's dive in cults yeah. are incredibly intriguing they're wild like, it's true that's very true there's they're so many like just interesting ones and then like how a lot of it is like it's just mind-blowing like how yeah you could follow that in a way like i guess it's kind of we can see it because we're all s- sinners and we all try to latch on to something that is tangible but just some of the stuff is wild yeah i think of um i mean we we all watched that vice documentary um called jesus of siberia and yeah. it's this man who claims to be what's his name again christ goes by like vasarian yeah the which Vissarian. i think is russian like russian or something for the teacher it sounds like a star wars name yeah i know vasarian <laughs> it's ins- blastos at the- yeah okay. it's it's Keep insane going. because they the, it's like it's like a commune of like five thousand people that live in the middle of nowhere in russia hmm. in this incredibly idyllic setting everything looks like a beautiful little putt-putt course yeah, it's like, all, like the painting and like the the architecture of all these buildings. They live off the land. It's, it's honestly like beautiful. Like it's farming. a beautiful location. Yeah, yeah. it's an, it's like a beautiful place, but it's just so sad because like the you talk to these people, and um, I mean the world might not see it as sad. They might see it as like, oh, these people are living better lives, but it's 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 placing hope in in a um a guy who used to be a um. A, I think uh, a traffic stop man in Soviet Russia and after the fall of communism said he had a vision that he is Jesus. And yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and historically that's hugely significant because in communist Russia, the idea of religion was like punishable by imprisonment. It was and like so banned. Exactly. So when, when it fell, you, you see a man like this just take advantage of people now saying, oh, I can have access to religion and just making a, a following for himself that yeah. was, um, that's just not a, a true message, just very self-focused and all about, all about him as opposed to something eternal. Yeah. yeah. I think we kind of see that a lot in a lot of cults and stuff is kind of a little bit of manipulation in a way, like where they, like people want something to hope in and they see that and they take that and offer like, Hey, you can hope in me right? and I'll give you what you want, what you need. Mm-hmm. and that's how they kind of start getting their following. So, like, a lot of the stuff we see is pretty wild. Like, why would anyone, like, how would he get 5,000 people to go up in the mountains yeah. and follow him? But, like, if you think about it, like, it's just they're trying to find something that they can put their hope in, that they can get 
satisfaction out of and that man is offering it to them right yeah and the specific way especially in that community is that in that documentary they interviewed a bunch of people that are a part of it and um and they one of the things they that was a big theme of reasons why people would go is people um said oh like the world's it, the world kind of sucks and this place everyone lives off the land um everything looks people are like super happy and mm-hmm. super positive um it's all it's beautiful and people have good lives and have like whatever and um that's i mean that was the recurring theme with everyone um and people just like oh yeah this is a this is just a utopia on earth we want to be there um and um it's just it's it's bizarre because i mean that's that's really what I mean, when you when you talk about the American gospel, um, and when people are say, "Oh, you follow Christ, you get wealth and you get riches," or um, like you listen to me and you get um, like whatever, uh, like that's that's the a lot of the motivation behind mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. a lot of like what you can get for yourself out of it. So I yeah. guess like big question is right now like what. What makes a cult? What is a cult? Yeah, Logan, you were looking what? somewhere. Did is, what? What? What, what did you find? What was it on Desiring God or? Um, no. Oh shoot. Okay, sorry. That. I thought we did. I'll cut that. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, trying to find a definition of cult is of like a cult is difficult. Mm. It's um, I think most people most people when they think of cults, they don't really. Th- think of the definition they're like oh like jonestown oh like branch davidians oh like whatever um Mm -hmm. just some offshoot group of people that's usually following a particular man or very radical or very fundamental or or idealistic yeah yeah. um and just chasing after that and um uh, lots of them and really tragically um and um people people leave their lives for these kind of things they're like this person has the answer um that's why people joined um the the branch davidians which is um long story short they're uh the the waco massacre uh as it's famously known occurred when um that like i think the adf which is a branch of um the government in, in charge of alcohol drugs and firearms um invaded the Branch Davidians compounds because they had reports of like illegal whatevers. Um, and everyone, like almost all the Branch Davidians got killed uh, in that. But people went there because they're like, this man has the answers. I've never heard someone explain like revelation so perfectly, or I've, I've never like this guy gets it. Hmm, he, yeah. he truly mm-hmm. understands. And um, there's just a following like that. Um, and I mean, the reality is, I I have no I have no room to point fingers at people that follow that kind of stuff because that's so easy for me to do. I'd love to just I I love to just be like, okay, like I, this guy gets it, and I'm gonna whatever he says, like goes. And um, mm-hmm. I think that there's there's incredible value to, um, I mean, just really throwing throwing yourselves at at the at the preaching of the word and um under under the authority of of pastors and elders but it's not because like they are the ones who get it 
above everyone else. That's not the reason I'm, I'm at the church I'm at. I'm at the church because I know that they are preaching the gospel and um, seeking to know Christ and make him known um, in prayer and humility. And like, that's, that's where there's a, there's a difference there. But I mean, we're, we're all susceptible to just being like, I want to know who the person, like, I want to know who has it and everyone else is bad aside. Hmm. I think that's a, that's a similar thing, but, um, onto the, Sorry, I totally skipped over a def- definition of a cult. No, but, you're good. <laughs> um, but I, I, th- I think you make a good point in that, like it's it's, like I'm sure there's there's a few fundamental things that are the same throughout all of them, but that mm-hmm. it's 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 gonna look different across the board. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I would say oftentimes it's the f- it's the following of a of a, a person, um, whose mm-hmm. ideologies seem to break um, break the mold of what what you're used to, um. And they're, I don't know, they're selling something that you desperately desire or think you need. Yeah. Um, I, I, obviously, that's not exhaustive, but it, it seems like that kind of is the case. That's one of the, th- those are kind of, those are a few big trends when it comes to, um, I don't know, looking at a cult. But yeah. I think uh, yeah. kind of going into that, like what's important there is like, so we're not trying to set our hope in man, but we're trying to set our hope in Jesus Christ because um, he is the one who, is true and who is rain reigns and is in the above. I guess like Hebrews eight um, talks about now the point in what we are saying is this starting verse one, we have such a high priest, one who's sitting at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, talking about Jesus Christ, a minister in the holy places in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. So our hope is not set in what man has built right. or yeah. what kind of kingdom man has built or what kind of, following a man has built but is it what the lord has set up what following what the lord has commanded and following jesus christ who is the lord and set in that mm-hmm. right i mean and actually i don't remember if it was you know or if it was you logan but someone asked just purely playing devil's advocate and i thought it was a really good thought provoking question just a little bit earlier why is why when we look at christianity do we not like see it or think of it as a cult and we kind of talked through it a little bit beforehand but what were kind of some um and and of course we would we don't think that it is we we believe it's the the only way yeah, to God to, that He's given us yeah. given it to us um, out of His in His grace in order to be reconciled in order that we could be reconciled to Him um, right but yeah what what were kind of some of the things that we kind of landed on like what what were those yeah so I think going going back to just a just a small definition of cult cult just being a a particular following of a specific man and taking his his word. Um, as all that is true. divine revelation, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, whether it's divine revelation or like the closest we can get to um, revelation, yeah. Um, so that's that's most of the time what a cult ends up being, and um, I think people people raise the accusation against against Christianity and just say, oh, Christianity is a cult because you're following one man, you follow Jesus, Christ followers. Like, what's what's the difference there? Um, and I think whether uh, there's not truly an objective definition of a cult um, that we can say, oh, yeah, Christianity is not because if someone just says following the following of a teacher, then, yeah, I guess we are. Um, I guess Christianity is. But the reason I think we should separate it from all sorts of other things and set it as from all other things, yeah, from all other things 
is um, there's so many reasons for mm-hmm. that. Um, there's so many reasons that it is set it is a, like set apart and different and not comparable um, to mm-hmm. to other cults. I guess right. you could just say what, other religions. I mean, like the, one of the things that I was thinking about is just one how how self-supporting and complementary every part of scripture is to itself. Yeah, and even and, and people are like, well, like why are you supporting? Um, the thing that you count as the source of all things, why are you using that as a supported, like supporting itself? Like that, that's like bad logic. And I'm like, okay, well, people who were secular philosophers like confirmed that Jesus lived and confirmed that some of these things happened. Um, like Josephus, um, he was a philosopher. But I think strictly from scripture, one of the things that I think that's most encouraging in showing um, why Jesus as the, the God man um, is, is like the one worth following Um Strictly from the Old Testament, and I'm I'm taking this um, again from that American Gospel movie. But they they talk about um, the law and the Ten Commandments and sacrifices and priests, and then the kings and the prophets and the judges, and like how all of those all of those things were meant to like try and point Israel and point the people back to who God was. But that in every single one of those situations, that like with the law, you like they needed a better law keeper. With the sacrifices, they needed a more sufficient and covering sacrifice. And the priests that offered those sacrifices started to abuse and use their position incorrectly. And the sacrifice was never enough to cover. Exactly, it, had to be it was. Redone. It was a continual mm-hmm. thing that the judges came and um, people started putting their hope in them. And then they, the people saw the nations around them and saw kings, and they took their biggest, strongest, and mightiest, mightiest, and and made them king. But their kings were full of pride and wanted they their own failed. ways. And then the prophets came to try and advise and help the kings, but the. Um, the Israelites and the people and the kings themselves killed the prophets. And you, what what you start seeing is that we need a better lawkeeper and we need a uh, sufficient sacrifice and we need a high priest and we need a perfect judge and we need uh, a humble and a good king and we need... Uh, and and, the, and ultimately, the, all of that is pointing to what we see in the Gospels, what we see in Christ, like the one who fulfilled the law, the one who was the perfect sacrifice, the one who, like Noah just read, is the high priest... Um, in Romans 8, the one who is our king, the one who is um, the judge, um, the one who came as a, as a, um, to like to save. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think I think just just from from that that picture itself and seeing how the Old Testament proclaims that you see his character in the Gospels honoring, and loving his father, and then seeing how in the New Testament he is using uh, he by by the Holy Spirit is changing people's hearts to. Um, to suffer for the gospel, to uh, to love the gospel, to um, hold fast to it in the midst of like affliction, like that. That's something that a cult can't ever do. Like there's there's no um, if the if the person you're putting your your hope and your identity in is arrested or killed or whatever, like your whole the whole wall that you've built up in your mind of this is the person that I need to put my hope in is just shattered, and that that just that just can't happen when, um, if your heart is truly changed yeah. by if if Christ has changed your heart to understand grace and to see your need of Him as a Savior. And we have, I think that's Jesus Christ that died on the cross and was actually rose from the dead, right? Like demonstrating that, and I think that's like another thing is how kind of like the Bible, um, it in a sense supports itself. Like there's also like historical evidence and everything, but it's also written like what is it like forty different authors that all talk about like the same thing and don't contradict in themselves. Whereas like uh, Hinduism and Mormonism and all of that, it's kind of like 
one person declaring that they got revelation from God and they have to follow them. And there's also like stuff that contradicts it in like the books of Hinduism and Mormonism mm-hmm. and stuff. And one of the other things with other religions is you don't see like a long time period, let's say 4,000 years of, of that pointing to a, a perfect, there need needing to be a perfect prophet, a perfect priest, a perfect king. And then when that king comes, you don't, uh, you don't see in other, other places, thousands of years of church history where throughout different flaws and failures, God's preserved and kept his church and kept his word mm-hmm. and his, um, and through the Holy Spirit has just sanctified and grown his people and continued that on. Like I go, I go and read, um, Augustine and he lived in like 300 something and he was, um, kind of one of the more, the earlier famous Christian writers and, I'm incredibly encouraged by the things that he writes. There's not there's not a a a gap in um I mean he might have some different views than I do on some things, but he understands the gospel. He understands like his need for Christ and um what what Christ's death accomplished, what his resurrection accomplished, how to fight sin, dealing with that, mm-hmm. um who God is, who the Holy Spirit is. He he gets that and it's like I mean you see that all throughout the course of of human history. There's not like a, a massive change. There's like different grafting and seeking to come back onto the right track. Like we see in the reformation and we see in other places. But I mean, the reality is there's thousands of years of church history where we can see God has faithfully preserved his church. And there's promise of false teaching and that coming up other everywhere. Um, and a lot of it is just people, um, with, uh, seeking to like ravenous wolves seeking to devour hey. to exploit to get money um and we, we were reading about about that this morning Lokes. yeah yeah there's acts, just acts, acts 20 right yeah, yeah acts yeah. acts 20 with the um uh paul warning these the ephesian elders um and uh that paul's final exhortation in that passage too is stay like come, go to the word um don't forget what um, what I have, what I have shared with you and go to the word and, um, and that's, that's his exhortation to them. Right. And, um, like God has given us, he's given us his word. We don't have to ask, um, like he's given us everything we, we need, um, for, for this life. And, um, we can bank on that. And right. that's a sweet thing is you don't, we don't see in, um, in other offshoots or whatever. Um, we don't, there's it's always a a branch off of um the like creeds or what the church has accepted for um years and years and years and years uh it's it's always different and there's like oh jesus is not god or oh um like jesus did not like jesus is died for he's not who he says he is yeah yeah just that kind of and we know we know the right way which that's yeah not the case it's always is proven but also the reality at the same time is it takes it takes a lot of um like we we need to put on humility too because um it's it's really easy to go around and be like oh all these people they're so dumb they don't know um they don't know things like i do they uh they follow this teacher this teacher is their favorite and you think he's like blah 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 bad or whatever um and that's that's like the total opposite of what of what our response should be 
Yeah. Like, cause we all, they need Jesus. We need Jesus. Like they still need to be shown the truth. It doesn't help to just kind of, again, kind of like how we spoke a few podcasts ago. It's like, we need to show truth in love and truth. Truth in love. Truth and love. love. So we don't want to just come and be like, man, you're stupid for following that guy who's saying all this crazy stuff. It's no, we all have that sinful heart that just latches onto what can promise us comfort and promise us what our heart's desire is. But we all need Jesus. We all need the truth. We all need the gospel. So, well, I I was going to go back to kind of talk about something, Logan, uh, you were just saying about um, like we, that like God has preserved his word and um, his truth throughout, throughout the ages, throughout, um, like we see it, it big in, in the Reformation. But like what a joy it is to stand on the shoulders of men who have fought and defended and and died for what God's word says and preaches because because they're convinced. And a l- little side note, um, read God's word with your brothers and sisters in Christ because it's hmm. so encouraging. Yeah. Um, Logan, um, Logan and I talked about it last night. We were able to meet this morning and, and we read through Acts. But the other passage we, we were looking at, which kind of went in tandem, uh, was Second uh, Timothy chapter 1. And I, I was kind of stuck on and meditating Dude. on verse 12 today. Um, so mm. Paul's talking. Um, I'll go back to kind of verse 10 a little bit. Um, the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher, and is why I suffer as I do. Like Paul, Paul, Paul suffered incredibly for, um, for the gospel. Uh, he says, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. So I I was just, I was shocked today at reading that passage at how just forthright and honest Paul is in saying, verse, verse end of verse 12, or the beginning of verse 12, um, the gospel, which is why I suffer as I do. Um, he says, and I know that I'm suffering. Like he understands that, but he isn't ashamed and he knows the object of his belief is worth it. Um, he's convinced mm. that, he, that he is able to guard it until that day. And what is that object? That object is Jesus Christ, who these other men have stood on, on the shoulders of Christ and on the, the teaching and the word that, that he has so graciously given. Um, and like that, that's just, that's comforting to know that it's not just this um, broken, fallen man that we're following purely for a... Uh, some longing that we have in our heart that really can't be quenched um, mm-hmm. or or fulfilled by something that's temporal, something that's going to go away. Yeah. So that's, man, that's that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the dangerous things is questioning. If if questioning and always seeking the truth turns you away from like every single church you see, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Because if if we really believe that God is preserving and sanctifying his people, of course there are bodies out there that um, that are faithfully proclaiming the gospel and will pour into you. And I'm so thankful for um, the church that we're a part of. I think as I've grown to be more and more of um, asking questions and seeking to know what's, what's true and dealing with like tough, um, tough ideas, the more and more I've honestly just grown in utter respect and admiration for um, the leadership at my church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I just, I just think, wow, the whether like there's petty disagreements or whatever, just the amount of humility in that leadership that is a result of Christ 
um, changing hearts and an understanding of who Christ is and who God is, um, what the Spirit is doing. That's such a sweet thing, and there's there's no reason I should um, like be oh I'm not going to go to church at all because I have all the answers. Like that that'd be so foolish. Like we we need to be taught, we need to be guided and instructed by other people, but we ultimately are need to be instructed by people that are pushing us not to follow them but to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. We need to be told that. So right, and I and I think one of the one of the things, especially from our pulpit, that's that gets that's just so encouraging is that um, we don't. It's not a. This is the place you need to be in order to hear right doctrine. But that, like across across our city, there are faithful churches that are doing it, um, that are that are holding fast to what God's word teaches, and that like. I would say almost every week, our our pastor is praying for other churches in Spokane by name, pastors by name who are holding fast to God's word, who are um, doing their best to honor the Lord in expositing teaching, and like that is that is such like Logan saying, just the humility in in saying that in. Um, showing your flock that it, this is not the only church in in Spokane. That there are other faithful um, um, mm-hmm. people preaching and listening and and desiring discipleship and growing in the in the same ways. So it's sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So ultimately, what separates Christianity from a cult is it's a following of a man who we can have certainty is the Savior and Son of God. Um, the God Man Jesus. Because of right. Old yep. Testament confirmation, his life and death and resurrection, ascension, um, and the ministry that started the day, like the day he ascended. With, that um, is, the, I mean, the continual growth yeah, of his and kingdom. The continual yeah. growth of his kingdom from that point that we and still see today. That, that I is, see in in you guys across. And from I it. see in you guys. <laughs> and that's like our one true hope to set in. Like, there's mm-hmm. no other way. It's through him and by him and from him. Mm. From and through him and to him are to all him. things. <laughs> to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I mean, love it. Sweet stuff. Well, what's um, our song drop this yeah, week? Yeah, what's guys? our song drop now? Noah's got all something. All right, so I'm going to be dropping an artist. Ooh. Ooh. So, change up, change up. And I'm going to give a couple of songs that I would recommend from this artist. So this guy is named Kamau. So it's K A M. Or as one of his songs says, Kamau rhymes with Kapow. So it's K A M A U U. Um, It's borderline kind of rap but not quite it's more a uh, lyrical poetry i think it's like an r&b hip-hop okay, r&b okay, hip-hop okay, so it's pretty okay. chill so my two favorite songs from is far rockaway which is pretty good and then the second one that i really like is am or absinda absinda i think that's how you say that whoa a b s i n t h e that's so, a weird word. I, yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Those are some good songs I'm dropping from him. I can verify that I do enjoy this this artist. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in. Um, we love and appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, thank you so much for giving us your ears and just taking the time to listen to us. We, we love your feedback. It. Yeah. yeah, we love your feedback. Keep... keep uh, I mean, follow us on the social media. We yeah, we're on. Answer our questions. We are on Instagram. Yep. Send the send gram. us an email um, or a DM on Instagram if that's easier. And um, yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah. Sweet stuff. Hope you guys are find yourselves well and um, encouraged. And we'll talk to you next week.
Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Peace out, Stokers of Stoke Nation. <laughs> Stokers Stoke Nation. of Stoke Nation. Deuce, deuce. Right on. Peace.